Hello and welcome to the Record Players Podcast, opinion, objectively the best opinion in music. My name is Dennis, I'm here with Jack and Howdy, and today we're going to be looking at uh, Between the Bird and Me, is uh, Between the Bird and Me's latest t album, uh, Colors 2. Let's get into it. Okay, so before we get into it, just uh, remember to like, share, subscribe. Um, let us know what you think. Obviously, music is subjective, so you may not agree with us. Uh, so let us know what you think in the comments. Right, so uh, Between the Bird and Me, um, they are a progressive uh, metal band. They've been together for forever. Uh, I've been listening to them since... Um, uh, I've been listening to them since high school, really. I fell off on them a little bit. Uh, for the last couple of years, but I uh, decided to revisit some of the more more recent uh, the more recent albums albums uh, during this review. Uh, so the first thing that stuck out to me as I was listening to this album was just the range of different genres that are uh, in that are presented. Um, Harry, what's the first thing that stuck out to you as you were listening to this album? Yeah, well, kind of me. The first thing I thought, kind of, it kind of almost, for me, felt like the album was a bit of a bait and switch. I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way. What I mean is my observation was that the first half, or at least the first few tracks, the album came in heavy as fuck, especially coming in with, um, what was it, uh, Double Helix of Extinction, which was probably like the heaviest track on the entire album. It was fucking brutal, some crazy-ass riffing. But as it went along, it started to get a bit kind of weirder and incorporate those other kind of genre elements by the end of the album we you know it was like i was taking a tour for a fucking carnival um so yeah you know the, the album essentially got weirder and, and in some parts got less heavier as, as it went along which yeah. i found quite interesting i don't know if you noticed that see i, I like that I, I did notice that I, that did stick out to me because i I listened to Between the Bird and Me from back in the Alaska days and mm. that was some of the heaviest music that I had on my iPod back in the days. Um, so the 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 sort of toning down to me isn't uh, isn't isn't that wasn't that bad and in fact some of my favorite songs were uh, were some of the lighter songs or some of the songs that had sort of like jazzy almost or uh, classical like influenced sections. What about you Jack? Um, did that stick out to you? The, yeah. the, the, the trajectory stick out to you as you're listening to it well it's just yeah it's it's all over the place and there's a uh, there's like polka music there's yeah flipping uh jethro tull style yeah folk stuff going on yeah if it's... you forget what album you're listening to you you could be utterly confused you could be like oh am i am i listening am i in the middle of a jethro tull like uh flute solo right now yeah yeah <laughs> the, but then like at the same time, they've gelled it with um, with all their heaviness. They've got, uh, I think it's Fix the Error. I can only remember Mike Portnoy, but that's just because we were talking about it before. They've got the drum solo with f those four yeah. different drummers. Very sick. Filling in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, it's one of the best things I've heard it all like i would say all year, but that's that seems eight months seems like doing it a, a disjustice. It's one mm. of the best things I've heard in years. It's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm a huge drum yeah, fan. Yeah, that single specifically because that was the pre-release single, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually um, not surprised, Jack, because out of the three of us, you're the biggest punk fan, and that is the most punk song on the album. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was, it was different that track. It was just, it was different. 
I like the I, I, I like the the progia stuff as well. I was like, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna lay lay a card on the table already though and say that was my favorite off the album, like that that. Xterra. Yeah, that track. <laughs> that track fucking slapped. I'm not. I'm not even here for your opinions track. about it, man. That 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 song fucking slapped. No, it was it was a decent song, but like it was for me, it was kind of like a fun song. I kind of got why they released it as a single. I think it draws your attention, but it doesn't. For me, like, well, uh, what I love about them is just like the epicness, which I don't feel that track gay. But when I look at track like, uh, uh, like the last track, Human as Hell, which is fucking the last one, that's what I go to between the Buried and Me Four. Because uh, uh, Pixar wasn't bad, but favorite track, nah. But it's also not, like, not, not them doing what they do the best. Because, because it's between the Buried and Me, I've not looked hugely at the lyrics, but I did take a look because. <laughs> I may be about to get shunned by some metal fans, but I love metal. Sometimes I haven't got a fucking clue what they're saying. Uh, so, like, I, I like to look it up, especially if I know there's a band like Between the Buried and Me, where they are, like, they've got a message, even if it's a bit of a jokey mm. thing. They usually have something worth, worth listening to. And that song has so many, like, anti-corporate messages. Like I say, it's, it's super fucking punk. Like, uh, I, and I love, I yeah. love that pairing of... The storytelling in the lyrics and the, like the anger expressed uh, in the, just, the just written that, word that and first, musically. Sorry, Dennis. That saying. first shout, that break free from the maze. That shit's epic. Yeah, yeah. That was and. Sorry, go, go on, go on. Oh, I was gonna say like, uh, you know, I'm I'm ambivalent to uh, growling in metal. Like, I can take it or leave it a lot of time, but like. Tommy is a great fucking uh, mm. growler, and I, I I quite like his singing, and I prefer him as like a screamer. Yeah. Um, I think he just he, he he just he just has so much energy, especially if you see like live videos. And I mean, I've, I actually have seen I think I've seen him live twice, but but yeah, like he, he just brings the energy. Work. You hear it on the record, especially when he's screaming. I don't know I don't know if you guys had a preference between one of the others, but like me, it's it's rare. I prefer someone for their their like kind of unclean vocals. To, to clean when they do both. Well, what what did you guys think? I th I think with with metal, it's so important to have both because each one loses impact without the other. It's like if you have an mm. entire song that's just sweet melodies and triad chords, like it it can be good, but it's nowhere near as impactful as if you had that bit of dissonance or that bit of extended chord pressure. But I was absolutely gagging for a metal album so as mm. as you guys know before listening to this so i was a hundred percent there for the screaming for the the heavy ass riffs the like arpeggios into the massive chords like that's that's the shit i was there for when i was listening to this mm. what I... yeah i didn't really mind to be honest um i think his i always thought his singing was a bit tacked on I thought the growling, I do like his growling. I like the tone of his growling. And yeah, I'm, I'm the same as with Jack in that, um, like, I, I never really cared about lyrics. To me, like, mm. the the screaming in metal is just sort of to, I don't know, to add to the harshness or to, to I don't know, uh, add to the to the ambiance of, or the feeling of the yeah. song. I, th I, think, I, I think as a singer, like a clean singer, he, he just gets the job done. I'm, I'm not writing home about his singing. He's just okay. It's, no, it's nothing fancy. Yeah. I guess that, that's the main. That's the main point. He stands out as like a 
screamer or a growler, whatever you want to call it. I mean, if you, um, if you, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to lose, you know, one of those elements. Yeah, if you look what at like that? selkies, the the screaming is so strong, and it's such a musical element of the track, and like mm. w- without it, it's 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 nowhere near as good a track it is. It's like if you took away the the guitar tone, you know, it just would be a completely yeah. different piece of music. But it needs both in order to reach that high level that it does. And on an album like this, where you're going from like, like prehistory, which is another one of my top tracks is like, got hmm. that really like jazzy, uh, sevenths, like almost Allman brothers kind of like a bounce, almost like a hip hop music sort of stuff at the beginning. Uh, hmm. with those really light, thin texture guitar tones. If you don't have that light, then the shade on the other parts of the album are like yeah. lessened. Yeah, I, I was yeah. curious um, about what you guys thought about sort of uh, the trajectory that the band has gone in over the years, because they've been going for such a long time. And so I've, I watched a couple of uh, interviews, as I usually do, and you know, get that. You know, you guys bring the music knowledge, and I, I, I bring some of the trivia. <laughs> and uh, so I, I, so I was listening nice. to some some of the interviews for um, that the band's been giving about this particular album uh, and they've been saying that they took they used lockdown as a as an opportunity to basically release an album to sh- to sort of show where the band is like right now and what their capabilities are because they say that the original colors like one of the reasons why um this is colors too like it's it's a spiritual successor because the original colors is when they were just started touring with uh with like uh, touring festivals with like big names and just done they, Ozfest, didn't they? Yeah, and they wanted to sort of release an album like "This Is Us." This is what we're capable of. This is the direction that we want to go to. Um, so I wanted to 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 know sort of from you guys, Jack. Uh, have you listened to some of the previous albums? Like I went back and listened to Automata One, Automata Two. I can sort of hear similarities on Automata Two um, to like where they are now. Automata One to me was more of that heavy sound that Hadi was was on about. But mm. how do you think this stacks up with some of their previous albums? Yeah, so I, like, I've, I've been a Between the Barrow to Be fan for as long as I've listened to metal, I think. Um, the, they definitely started off more in that, like, the like hardcore, more to the metal end of things and brought in the prog as they went, which is so weird to say yeah. because if you just listen to this album you would think that's what they've worked on their whole like career having those elements blend together so well and like all that sort of stuff but i actually think that this this album is is what they've been working towards in the recent releases but so much better they've had these other elements mixed in in their recent stuff and they've had these like genre jumps and stuff but it's not worked as cohesively for the whole of an album as this does and yeah like you say like this isn't a proper concept album in in the in like the uh, continued narrative sense but it's like a spiritual successor to colors one which is one of the most beloved prog metal albums of all time um i i think there's enough here that shows them being in a new part of their career but also uh 
having new masteries that they didn't have the first time around that makes it just a, a really solid album a, a cultural reset you could say yeah it's, I, I read the same quote that you did Dennis where it was like it's really interesting seeing how they were they came about the name saying like then we wanted to like release something that would have been almost like a magnum opus that would be like here's what we are here's what we can do and then now they feel like they're in a similar sort of uh area where they feel like they need to release something that's like a hey this is where we've got to almost yeah i can definitely yeah, hear right. that in this i love it as well i think a lot, a lot of artists took that opportunity they saw the uh, the lockdown yeah so uh it, like interesting uh, i did follow them a bit through lockdown and they they did uh a couple of streams where they played i think it was in blake the drummer's house when they played oh, what did they play i don't know if they played like it wasn't to do with this album specifically but they through lockdown you know last year they played like automata in full i think along with some other okay. songs um but also, like, uh, Blake was doing, like, a lot of streams where he would, like, he'd just be on his kit and he would, uh, you know, this is just on Twitch, he would uh, just, like, take requests for songs and play along with them. So <laughs> nice. I think they were, they, were, they were quite active in terms of, like, you know, making the most, making the most of kind of, you know, not having to kind of be on tour. Um, as, as I, just, I just think they're really cool guys. But, um, really yeah, cool. I, I would, yeah. I would echo most of the points you said. I mean, in terms of like, the progression, I think it was probably like, I would say like Alaska would be the pivot point from them going from like a hardcore, like traditional metal sound, incorporating yeah. some some progressive influences, but it wasn't like Colors 1 was like the big change where that kind of set kind of where, you know, the, the sound they had from then onwards. You know, that, that was kind of the first time you say, oh, they're a progressive metal band. So there's been a, a decent number of albums between Colors One and Colors Two. Like, uh, yeah. do you, do you agree with Jag? Do you think like this is like the perfection of that blend between heavy and prog? I wouldn't say perfection. Just super quick. It is very, very, very good. There's still room uh, for improvement, I think, but right. this is of a very high caliber. Yeah, I, yeah, I th I think it's a good balance of all the elements they're good at. So I agree with you. Automata one and two, I fucked with that. I fucked with those, but that was yeah. That those albums I would say were all those EPs were, uh, it's, uh, you know, for them an EP is like an album length, right? Yeah. But they, those um, those albums, I think yeah, leaned into the heavy side, and that's what I liked a lot from them. So I really rated those those two two albums. But this this yeah, it definitely incorporated a whole lot of. You know other elements and ex uh, yeah i agree expanding their sound but i don't i don't necessarily know it if it, if it kind of hit right where i wanted it to do uh and at least at least not in every track I, th I think because it kind of went from one thing to another as the album went along i, I had my kind of favorites um as opposed to liking it as a unified piece because hmm, it's written to be one continuous song it's written to be enjoyed as one continuous thing yeah but yeah, it's interesting that you would you would pick out. I mean, personally, I prefer it as one continuous thing. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't say you would list, should listen to it for individual songs. Um, but you're going to have your favorites. I, 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 well, I guess I would just say because it covers so much like genre ground. Um, it's for me, it's easier to be drawn to certain parts or moments in the album. I feel like on the first colours, I didn't have that so much. The mm. first colours, I feel like I could consume and enjoy more as a whole piece. 
if you like if you're going from something like you're going from staring into the abyss uh which is like just a super like no holds barred uh track into that prehistory uh like Mm. jazzy intro that's probably the weirdest track right melody line intros yeah like that that's Mm. such a jump this is this is something i wanted to ask you guys about um because like we're we're fairly music literate um what do you think of well the commenters don't agree with that sometimes but (laughs) yeah Yeah. unless you're that one guy they had an argument with um but yeah like we're we're we're, we we talk about music a lot we listen to it in a like formal way as well as an informal manner um and like think about the building blocks of it and how they've come together just imagine putting on a suit (laughs) you guys not listen in a suit i haven't listened (laughs) tyless in years um but yeah what what do you think like your average joe metal fan off the street who maybe hasn't been into between the buried and me uh before this like they they haven't listened to bungle they've not got like uh that that weirder side of stuff in their repertoire how do they react to um those those musical leaps and stuff are they like along for the ride or do you think that's off-putting do you think oh, it, it could be a little off-putting but do you think it's like enough that it actually puts them off mm. i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't show them this album as a starting point yeah that's a question but i mean like, if, they, if they stumble across it they're, they're on top albums of 2021 and this crops mm-hmm. up and they have a listen what do you think their engagement I, I... is like I would actually, I would push back and I would say I wouldn't, I wouldn't dismiss um, like hardcore metal fans um, as sort of sycophants, you know, who who can't really appreciate um, finer music. I think I, I remember hearing one uh, in, in like, a, I think it was a BBC thing where they did brain scans of different types of people who listen to different types of music. Mm-hmm. And what they found was people who listen to metal music, their brains responded the same as there was listening to metal music their brains responded similarly to people who were listening to classical music. You know, so, and I think that makes sense because that also mirrors my experience, my subjective experience, because when I'm listening to metal music, I'm listening to the drums, I'm listening to the individual instruments, and I'm focusing in on them, which is similar to the way that I would listen to like a classical composed piece. I'm listening to the different arrangements and then seeing how they interplay with each other. Whereas if I'm listening to say to a pop song, I'm, not so much doing that. I'm probably listening more to the lyrics, or there are other things that I'm focusing on. So yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put down. I would say like the average metal fan probably appreciates instrumentation and, and uh, like complex musical ideas. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I think the only kind of metal fan that wouldn't like this would be like the you know like true like traditional metal fan who like you know. You know, you, if you said the word metal core to them, they would be sick. You know, someone like, oh, it's only real metal. You know, like some some band from Norway that you've never heard. Of. Yeah. That's the you only like them on a mask, bro? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the only metal fan demographic that I think wouldn't like this. But, uh, yeah, any any anyone that likes anyone yeah. else that's game for prog, game for like punk influences, game for just weird influences outside of the metal genre. Yeah, everyone else would be on board. Back in the day, we used to call that metal elite, right? Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, because they've um, I forget who it is, but there's uh, there's a good interview from one of the bands that we've looked at. Uh, and yeah, there's too many now. I can't <laughs> try and work it out who it was. Uh, but it was it was a, a metal artist who's done other stuff, and they were asking them about what they uh, how they saw metal fans and where how they'd react to their new taste. And he was saying like of, of, of all of the fans of music that I've met, music fan uh, metal fans are probably the most adaptable in terms of like they'll listen to stuff and they'll pick out elements that they like. Like you're saying with classical music, you'd listen to a whole orchestra and be like, well, you know what that tube is doing underneath there just those two pedal notes are sick like you'd find something good yeah yeah i just wondered because i was like for, there were there were moments in this album uh there were moments when i was uh questioning what i was listening to especially the first time around like on my first listen the uh never seen future shock that folk breakdown give me Jeffrey Tull vibes. I was like, <laughs> I, 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 I've almost felt like I should have expected this because I know BT Bam, but at the same time, it's, it's like, uh, it's like Bungle. Like I said earlier, you're like, I know to expect the unexpected, but when it happens, it's still unexpected. So like even it took me a couple of listens and I knew I would put the time in beca- because of this, but also because I like them. So I was thinking if you're coming from, no hate to these bands because I've been a fan of them myself. But if you if you're coming from Killswitch, Engage, or uh, um, whatever the Valentine band's called, Bullet for My Valentine, Bullet or like that sort of stuff, yeah. to this, even though it's in the same genre and there's a lot of shared elements, it's a it's a big it's a big leap to just suddenly open your brain and accept all these extra elements are happening within your metal song. You know. Yeah. Uh, before we go into the top. Go ahead. I was going to say, I would say to someone, I would say, my thing would be, if I was in, introducing a, a metal fan, I would say, at this point, do, do you like Dream Theater? Do you wish Dream Theater had growls? <laughs> listen to this band. Were you on Portnoy's side? Specifically. Do you wish What's they that? got... Were you, because that's why, supposedly, the, the rumor at the time was that Portnoy wanted to keep getting heavier uh and use more double kicks and the rest of the band didn't want to uh, that was uh, rumored on the rumor mill that was supposedly the the catalyst for the yeah. break no, I, did, I, did, I did i did think back in the day he, he was fucking them up with some of his musical choices i didn't i, I, I didn't i wish he hadn't left uh, yeah. but like i did think he was kind of pulling them in the direction like i'm, I'm not saying the, 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 these, this band does have their own sound but like that's probably like the most apt comparison I would make. Okay. We yeah. should we should move on to top three because we can probably <clears throat> just keep talking until the cows come home. <laughs> yeah. So my top three, um <clears throat> Fix the Error, number one. I loved um I loved the energy of the song. Uh, I loved how punk it was and obviously just that drum the drum solo section in the middle is just sick. Um watch out for for some gospel organ in here as well. Yeah, it's awesome track. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, second is uh, never seen future shock um, because of that that uh, folk music breakdown at the bottom the two minute mark um, I thought it was super prog um, I was I was a fan of um, prog before I was a fan of metal and then discovered the combination of the two um, so you know I was, I was a huge fan of yes and Genesis and rush back in the days so you know I, I appreciate um, the odd uh, folky 
prog breakdown and uh, prehistory. There's a nice break, a bass solo in it, and yeah, the, the riff is pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Fuck's sake, Harry. Uh, what's your top three? Uh, yeah, uh, I would well, what I share with you would be Never Seen Future Sock. Um, so many great elements on, on that song, um, yeah, especially well, specifically the bass guitar actually on this, and the, you know, it's so prominent in terms of especially kind of doing something different to the guitars entirely, which is a kind of far common theme throughout the album. This is a perfect example. And, and yeah, just 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 a great blend of different sounds as well as being heavy as fuck near the, the, the latter half. Um, another one, probably track three, Revolution in Limbo. Um, quite a kind of melodic one with a cool little like, Middle Eastern flavor uh, in, in the kind of early to mid part and then, and then an awesome kind of jazzy uh, ending, uh, which is like textbook beating down. And then probably my favorite would be Bad Habits, track eight. Um, just, yeah, one of, one of the kind of more epic tracks, um, great, like, contrasting guitar harmonies, uh, and there's, mm. there's a sick kind of wah solo about three minutes in, which was a highlight for me. That, that but, I've, um, I've made a note that, that that solo was the most tasteful solo on the album. The, uh, mm, the about three-minute one. They had a, then they got that, that super fucking Zeppelin-y riff about four minutes in, and then the lead, uh, close to six minutes in is such, like, the, I know me and you have said this a lot, Hattie, but the, the stand on top of a mountain holding a sword, <laughs> like metal victory. <laughs> yeah, it's got all those vibes. Jack, give us your top three. Um, I would say Bad Habits, Bad Habits is, is uh, an honourable mention for me because it was amazing for those three pieces of, of guitar work. Um, I feel like a like a it's a bit of a cop-out now but um yeah fix the error prehistory never seen future shock like, <laughs> we're on we're on a level yeah literally uh for once <laughs> yeah hattie is wrong so you like that democracy is, like is what do you say Jack? you you like that prehistory madness because yeah, i did just that yeah like on, and, on and, and because like me, me and you talk about how we like uh, when bands do the run on songs and stuff, and obviously this is like throughout. So it's such a important part of the whole album experience to balance that, and having, and you know how I love to reorder, but having run on tracks that work well is like compounding goodness on goodness. So having never seen Future Shock, uh, twelve minute track followed by Staring Into the Abyss, which is like four minutes of heavy-ass shit, mm. followed by that yeah. super jazzy intro with all the seventh chords and the thin guitar tone and the like, the, the little fill lines from the keys. Like, that is such masterful composition on not just, mm. like, a song level, but on a whole, like, album scope level. So that's, like, yeah, that's, four, you, four. you can just tell they're... It, it's again just it's classical they're they're composing on an hour-long scale rather than like a three-minute track scale and it, mm. yeah it just reaps such good dividends for them don't disagree I, we... yeah, I, was, gonna, I was gonna say and if, if you were gonna try to reorder something like this good luck good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you need to put in about 15 extra modulations to move between the tracks mm. i ain't touching it yeah, yeah, you definitely, uh, I definitely don't have the credentials. So <laughs> maybe Jacob Collier, someone like that could uh, could bash this up, but I don't know. Um, so 
let's put this up on the board. Um, right off the bat, I'm going to say I'm obviously going to throw a spine in the works as I always do. <laughs> I really enjoy this album. I really enjoyed the the just what what Jack was saying, how it's um, it's composed and and it all flows together, and it's it's made to be one continuous song. This is this is an album that I could I could imagine getting a, a vinyl of and just sticking it on on a Sunday and just letting it ride, you know? Um, so I think this is mind blown. This is, I'm going to give this the highest rating. Mm. Jack, what are you saying? This is at the very minimum at the top of fire. I've written fire slash mind blown because I am slightly like, I, I going back to what Hadi mentioned earlier after I'd got on for a little bit, uh if if because we know between the buried and me like is this the best they can do like is this absolutely all of their elements to play to perfection i'm not a hundred percent sure it is but mm. if i heard this from an out from a band who didn't have that history and i wasn't involved in their musical elements and i just heard this i'd be fucking blown away this would be like i would have found a new favorite band so i i, I think it deserves to be up there yeah, that's partly why I, I pick it as 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 a mind blown because this is potentially someone's. This is a good contender as someone's favorite album. Someone who a sixteen year old who just discovered this. Paddy's eyebrows are telling a different story. Paddy, <laughs> give us. No, 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 I'm not. I'm, I'm not mad. I think I, I personally kind of need to spend more time with it because I I was bouncing in that same area uh, undecided. I think I kind of probably settled on a fire. Uh, primarily because I was preferring parts of the album over the others, which I feel I feel like I shouldn't if I was to give it like a higher score. But it, it's it, it, it's deserving of its uh, title. I think it's their most like accomplished and experimental work since the, the first uh, first colours. But would I say it's my personal favourite? I know I or I don't know. So, but you know, I'm I'm not mad. We we can chuck it out there. Yeah. So it's uh, mind blown from you as well. Well, 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 what are you saying, Jack? I'm going mind blown. I think. I think. Okay. Look, looking at what else is in fire, I think mm. it's. I think it. You've used the word "settle for fire." I think that's the way to describe it. If we put it in fire, we're settling for not pushing this album higher. But I think it. I think it deserves it. I think it deserves it as well. Play up there. Play up there. Because we need more examples as well. We need more examples where we're like, because like, we can so easily say, like, look at the backpack. We can so mm. easily look look at a brand new album and go, is it as good as uh, uh, Greater Van Fleet? Is it as good as? Uh, yeah. So we need that example from Mind Blown. More of those. Yeah, yeah, but the, this is that objective versus subjective. Uh, uh, discussion, isn't it? Because for me personally, like, I could, I could. I could maybe look at the automatas and be like, on any given day, I might want to listen to one of them over this. But this album clearly has had more time and effort gone into perfecting it. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. What, like, we need to um, choose another backpack just so that I can push Drake off the end of the bloody scale and get rid uh -huh. of it. Oh well, I, I'm pretty sure he, he's he's releasing soon. Yeah, but so, it's going to be. It's, we can, it's we, gonna we be can dead. dig into that, Jack. It's going to be dead. <laughs> 
Right. I look um, forward to having having done a mind blown this week. I look forward to putting Drake in the trash can whenever he releases his album. Just say that. So we got Kanye next week, right? Yeah. It is Kanye next Jay. week. Donda. Donda. Let's do it. Right. So this is uh this is a mind blown from us. The second mind blown is right up there along with uh Roadrunner, New Light, New Machine by Brockhampton. And yeah, I'm not mad at that. So Hadi, any final thoughts before we sign out? Uh yeah, set aside a long amount of time and check this out. Yeah, about eighty minutes. <laughs> I'll be saying the same thing next week. Yeah, Jack. I think I was I was very ready for some more metal, and this gave me this scratched my itch, gave me something new as well. But I still think it should be the third mind blown that we've added, not second. The third being uh, uh, called Tyler, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, if we give. I'm gonna I'm gonna refuse to speak about it outside of episodes, but just pepper the the saltiness in. I don't think I think Hattie's updated his review because Hattie, you text us outside and you were like, "Okay, I've listened to Roadrunner New Light and Call Me If You Get Lost." And you were like, "Roadrunner New Light takes it, right?" No, I I, I said that my initial opinion hasn't changed. I still think the Roadrunner is a better album. So do you still think it's still a mind blown and Tyler's is still a fire? Because I haven't, I'm just saying, uh, if we were to re-judge, I, I would be the swing boat in that case, if you think it's still a fire. Yeah, it, I guess it's not like, it's not like perfect, perfect. Maybe Roadrunner should be a fire, but it's still a higher fire. Than, I'm never wrong. Get lost. I'm never wrong. I'm never wrong. Well, we've been, we've been talking for way too long. So <laughs> yeah, um, again, if you agree with us, uh, if you disagree with us, let us know in the comments. I uh, would appreciate to um, get get more opinions of music. It would be great. Um, we love talking about music, obviously, as you've heard in the last 30 minutes. Um, so, yeah, uh, let us know what you think. And, yeah, tune in next week for Donda by Kanye West. But other than that, uh, I've been Dennis, Hattie, and Jack. Peace. Peace. Peace static as you can probably tell from my face i need a house remix of it i wrote only one note for that song and it was fucking i will come over to your house and beat you up i feel like dennis is gonna throw some spanners in the works people were triggered what's wrong with you could i put this in mind blown